Now it's time for the Rural News with Susan Murray. And Susan, figures show dairy and wine are big contributors to New Zealand's export earnings. Good afternoon, Jimmy. Primary industry exports are set to reach a record $56.2 billion in the year to June, thanks to strong demand for dairy and a great wine vintage. This is up 6% on last year. Horticulture revenue is expected to lift 2% to $6.9 billion, with the wine increase helping offset lower exports and key fruit, apple and vegetable industries, which have been hammered by bad weather. MPI Director-General Ray Smith told Sally Murphy dairy was the standout sector, which saw a 14% growth in the past year, up to $25.1 billion. You know, that sector just really underpins the wealth of New Zealand's economy. But but if you look at the wine sector as well, you know, growing from $1.9 billion to $2.5 billion, 29% growth, that's massive. But I was also really delighted for seafood. Seafood sector got quite bruised through COVID because, you know, food service was uh, off the menu because people went out at restaurants. So it's come back really strongly and I'm, I'm very pleased with that sector. China's still our main customer. I know lots of companies are doing a lot to diversify away from that, but do you think they need to be doing more? Well, there's massive opportunity with the UK FTA. You know, we currently only only 2% of our exports uh, go through to the UK. I think there's a huge opportunity with a trade agreement that's the best we've had in 50 years uh, with the UK. So, you know, I think that'll come up um, over the course of this decade. Of course, out through Southeast Asia, the agreements we've got are good for market access. And you'll see that, you know, the United States is is our number two customer and, and that's growing as well. Ray Smith says red meat and wool exports are expected to dip 3% because of falling demand from China and global inflation, which is resulting in changing eating habits. Demand for chocolate and confectionery from New Zealand is also growing, and it's reflected in the growth of the processed food sector. Mr Smith says looking ahead to 2027, primary industry exports are on track to reach a new high of $62 billion. The ACT Party is vowing to cut red tape, remove the RSE Pacific Workers' Cap and make regional councils responsible for regulating farm plans if it's part of the next government. The party announced its suite of agricultural policies at field days a short time ago. The policy reiterates the party's promise to scrap the Zero Carbon Act and tie any emissions price to New Zealand's five main trading partners. Agriculture spokesperson Mark Cameron says the party also wants to ensure only people with farming experience are appointed to the National Animal Welfare Advisory Committee. We are shocked. We are shocked, like everyone in Greece. Obviously, after we were informed of this incident, also... There's a measured degree of separation from practical understanding of, of outcomes. And, it, you know, ACTOS is certainly a party that speaks to defining the problem. We'd like to see less government in the lives of farmers. Um, every day we, we are fronted as a sector by, again, I, I say this cautiously, well-intentioned politicians that quite often are bereft of understanding on-farm practices. To speak to NAWAG, there is a clear line of delineation between those that are asserting the need for these changes and the practical implementation of them. And if you're a pork farmer at this point, you're trying to reconcile that difference. Mark Cameron says, as previously promised, ACT would scrap the ute tax and restart the export of live animals by sea. The 2012 Ahufenua Young Māori Farmer of the Year, Tangaroa Walker, was last night awarded the Ravenstown Agricultural Communicator of the Year Award at Field Days. Tangaroa Walker is also founder of Farm for Life, an education and entertainment resource for those new to farming, and he developed the online education platform, The Hub. 
He's now farming in Southland and says he relentlessly tells people how great farming is and as a key export earner, farmers should be on a pedestal. He says the reforms and climate change need to be embraced. It's a roundabout, right? That's been slapped in the middle of a of a 100k uh, motorway. And it, it always comes, you've got to put the brakes on, obviously, as you're coming up, and you've got to make a decision as to which way you're going to turn. And some people are deciding to exit the uh, the motorway, and some people are deciding to slow down, embrace it, and, and, and travel on through. And I, I used the analogy last night around what's the difference between a cow and a buffalo. Um, a, a cow... Uh, tries to run away from the storm and it, it gets stuck in the storm uh, for a long period of time, whereas a buffalo, it sees the storm coming and it charges straight down into it and it's in the storm for, for a lot less time. So I think that's a really good approach. It's what we're doing. Tangaroa Walker says social media commitments mean he spends very little time in gumboots these days, which he misses and will be changing as soon as he can. When I first went farming, I, my boss Ian Jeffries at the time, he said to me, he goes, I said to him, oh, you know, I like farming, but I don't know what if it's going to be my job for the future. And he said to me, well, no matter what, I, what, what you do, I'm always going to be at the shed. So if you ever need anything, you know where to go. I'll be down the shed in the morning and in the afternoon. And it sat with me. I was like, man, this guy just wants to be a worker his whole life. I want to be the boss. But I didn't realise that um, he was the boss and he chose to be the worker and I think that there is being able to choose what you want to do for your 24-hour period is, uh, I think, that's success. Ravenstown Agricultural Communicator of the Year, Tangaroa Walker. And fifth-generation farmer and former Nuffield scholar Hamish Ma has been appointed New Zealand's next Special Agricultural Trade Envoy. The position was established to assist trade opportunities offshore. The current envoy, Mel Poulton, is ending her nearly four years in the role at the end of this month. Ms Poulton says it is an honour to have served New Zealand's food and fibre sector and sit around the table with European negotiators. Having these rich discussions where everybody's 100% engaged and our ambassador having trouble to close the meeting down because everyone <laughs> wanted just to keep talking and you know the opportunity to represent New Zealand and tell the story about what we're doing and being having confidence in New Zealand and being able to work with us, partner with us, trade with us, a uh, huge privilege to be part of that kind of conversation. Mel Poulton ending our primary sector news for now. Koe te purongo o te tai whenua.